Welcome to the podcast. This is the podcast man once again. Now talking about my teaching experience so far. I teach right now middle school. I used to teach kindergarten in China. Now I'm doing in the US. And I can tell you that I've learned a few things and I wrote about them and I'd like to read them first and then I'll explain them. Here we go. First, go with the flow of the room, the students. Talk to one student means talking to the entire room. Have punishment ready, but use it sparingly. Rewards are important. Be careful of rewarding often. Balance it. But how? Deal with fires one at a time until solved, but know when to quit. Students will rebel, but also can behave. If punishment is set, it must be followed. Have tools to redirect the class. Silence, back to work, explaining, etc. So, with the first one, go with the flow of the room. As there's days when the students feel like working, and those are great. But there are days where the students are just sleepy because whatever happened yesterday, they just slept at 3 or at 12, at 1, is their fault. But most of them are like this, and you'll see it. Even when the ones who create a lot of chaos are sleepy, you'll see that most of the room is sleepy too. Very strange when that happens, but I try to go with the flow. Instead of forcing them to work and do the assignment, at the level that I expect always, I change the expectation and I do, I change the way I explain the assignment or teach it. I may give them more help and more guidance, which means the teacher does more. Or I may try some other activities to wake them up a little bit or just to see if they're following, like they can read and then the next person read and then the next person reads. Those I have very little strategies to teach you. <laughs> I just have the concept. Go with the flow. And there are days where they're going to be chaotic. And you won't be able to teach much. Just know that these days will come. And that's fine. It's all part of teaching. It also happens with uh, anybody who does shows speaking. Public speakers or comedians. They have this thing called fill the room. Where you just see where their level of energy or funny bone is by throwing a few jokes here or some information there and see how they react. Another one is that when you do some public speaking, you talk to one person at a time. You actually don't talk to the entire room. You just look at one person, say something, see their reaction, and well, often the room follows. From the reaction of one person, you can tell what's going on in the room. And then you can look at another person while you see something and look also at their reaction on that. So it looks like you're talking to the entire room, but actually just talking to individuals. This same thing, you can copy it for your students, which is what I do. Uh, there's sometimes that a student wants a lot of attention, meaning he's making a lot of jokes about how he doesn't want to work or just jokes or asking random questions about my life. As students tend to do on purpose to stall for time and not to work or just because they are actually curious and feel comfortable with asking an adult some questions that they never asked their parents 
because they're too shy and they get hit with the belt. So when I get somebody like that, I give them the attention they want and I go with the flow of them. I try to, of course, bring them back to work after a while, but I do some talking. And eventually they get tired or more like fulfilled with the attention I gave them. But in as a bonus, I get to make the room laugh sometimes or also pay attention to the conversation. And hopefully they learn something. Other times, they're bored <laughs> and annoyed. They just want to start work and forget what's going on. So feel the room. Feel the room. In that case, then, yeah, I stop. Try to minimize that attention that the student wants somehow. But I figure that by giving attention to the students who need it, well, they kind of rule the room. If you... When I was a student, I remember those guys who were always saying bad words and jokes and trying to get the attention of the teacher. The effective teacher actually gave them that attention and by uh, controlling that student, he controlled the entire room. But uh, my point is that when I was a student and I looked at those guys, I was kind of afraid to say something because if I said it, they'll strike back at me and then I'll strike back at them. And then the teacher will strike back at me, <laughs> which I hated, but it happens a lot. Whenever the good kid rebels, oh, no, the teacher goes against that. I hate it. Oh, but when the bad student rebels, it's like normal. It's okay. The teacher lets it happen. And I understand that now why that happens is because the teacher is so done with that one student. Uh, and he's like giving up on him. It's like, well, that's how he is. But if a good student starts being like that one, he'll be like, oh, no, you're going to make my life harder. No, you are not like this. Don't start copying that guy. And that's why they get after the good student. Also because the good one is easier to just be like, hey, be quiet. And then they actually get quiet instead of rebelling like the other guy. So, yeah, usually when that student speaks, the annoying one, um... He will get most of the attention and he rules the room. Uh, other students will learn not to really say much against that person. I'll, they'll try, but then they'll get struck, struck back. <laughs> so if you know, you know. Some students rule the room. If you rule the student, you rule the room. Like one ring to rule them all. So pay attention to those students that require your energy. It also requires some charisma on my part and I know I know how to talk to people in general so talking to kids comes natural but it still is challenging now have a punishment ready but use it sparingly it's when it doesn't work to give attention to this one person or two or three whoever the jokesters are then you have to have a punishment in your head something that you can pull out and actually threaten them with. But if you do take it out, be ready to use it if they misbehave again. Do not give third chances, second chances only. I mean, first chance only. Because then it only becomes like a stick that you say, I'm going to hit you with it. And and they get quiet, but then they get misbehave and you're like, I'm going to hit you with it. And you keep saying that, saying it, saying it. The student will realize that you don't really mean it. And by the time you mean it, you're going to double it or something, which is going to be worse. And it, you're going to look bad too, to the room, to the other students. 
And when you use it against somebody else, they'll be like, hey, what did you give me one chance? But that guy over there, he got four chances. You look like an unjust person. So if you're going to say, I'll take you to class or I'll move you, whatever, you better do it the next moment they they misbehave. So don't threaten unless you're willing to do it. I'll, rewards are important. Be careful of rewarding often. Um, this is something that I'm still learning. How? What's the balance? I don't exactly know how, but I do know that if you reward them every single day, they will expect it every single time. Um, like I do when they finish their work, I let them do whatever. But then they get used to it and... They kind of just finish the work as fast as they can, not really as good as they can, just so they can do whatever. So the reward miss, just, what did they say, misfires to me? Yeah, maybe because I'm, I'm rewarding them for finishing rather than getting it right. Maybe that's why. But yeah, rewards are important, so they know that you're someone who actually follows up on your work too. If you are someone who follows up on punishments and rewards, they'll know to trust your word. And then you will need much threats. You'll only need one. Uh, same with the rewards. They will trust that you will follow up. Deal with fires one at a time until solved, but know when to quit. Sometimes there are kids that misbehave a lot and it's very rare when they're not supposed to, like, I had one guy who was always a good good person. And then one day, I don't know where he became super rebellious. Don't know why. I gave him a thousand chances, but, you know, I sort of let it happen. Let it, I just quit and I went on a bit. Didn't, um, I, I threatened to take him out of class. And then he just became more challenging. So I just let it be. But when it was... I, I give it like a five-minute space in between, something like that. That's what I mean, know when to quit. Don't just blah, 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 blah right in their face. Sometimes they need you to come back to them about three times because um, he didn't want to get out of class. So I came back to him a third time. This time he followed, took him out, talked to him. Turns out his life was uh, going hard with his mom being sick for a week. And then he just having a bad morning. He apologized. And he really apologized even after class was over. When I didn't even tell him anything. He just said, yeah, I was having a, a rough day. Sorry about that. Um, that makes me happy. Because it means that taking me out and talking to him nicely actually worked. But also that I was right that he wasn't a rebellious person. Just having a rough day. But when you have issues in class... Uh, doesn't have to be that big also teaching and then somebody keeps interrupting uh, don't give them a thousand chances give them a few but deal with it as quick as you can the quicker you can deal with some interruption the better because then if you don't do it in time they escalate and the energy just keeps getting ramped up so try to lower their energy fast but not too fast, don't worry. It's not death. It can always go back. 
Students will rebel, but also can behave. So don't see students as a problem, because then you'll treat them like they are one. Um, and, and be afraid of them. So don't be afraid of them. Just see them as little people who are learning how to be themselves and copy a lot of their friends because they don't know how else to act. Something around that. If punishment is said, it must be followed. Uh, I said that, yeah. Don't threaten unless you're willing to use it. Which is a crazy analogy I have here, but with a handgun license, when you have a pistol and you're getting to fight with someone, it's getting heated up, and you take it out to threaten the person, it's going to go bad if you never use it. The person is going to get more ramped up and try to attack you, which is a dumbest thing to do because you actually have a gun. <laughs> They're going to get shot. But if you're afraid to use that gun and you take it out, this person could jump you and use it against you. Take it, use it. Same thing if you have a knives, uh, things like that. I've seen this in fights, in videos on YouTube. When you're going to take out a weapon to defend yourself, you better use it. Don't use it to threaten the person. Because it usually escalates. I know sometimes they run away, but um, there's that big chance that it doesn't. Same thing here with punishments. Never say a punishment unless you really are willing to step up to the fight. And also, when you threaten a student with taking them out, moving them, or whatever, they become even more rebellious. Very, I'm not sure, having given the thought as to why, but this is the pattern I see. It's almost like a challenge, and I dare you to do it. Next is have some tools to redirect the class, such as silence, back to work, explaining. Some teachers, when the class gets too loud, they just stop speaking and leave their hand until everybody stops talking. Others just stop and look at the student in particular who is making all the noise. These two strategies work. Other teachers may scream. But then the problem is that screaming becomes your normal voice. And now if you want to get their attention, you have, you have to be louder than loud. And that's just going to... Uh, Take all your energy and damage your throat. It's not fun. And then you have to do that every day. They get used to your screams and your threats and everything. So you gotta find a quiet way to bring them back. There are many ways of which I don't know. Other than the ones I said. My, but the general idea is that you have some tools to bring them back. The more tools that you have, the better. As a teacher... Don't rely on one thing to work all the time. Don't rely on always being the nice guy and always rewards. You will need punishment. You will need threats. Um, be willing to be the devil because you have to. Just as life. You gotta know that you're a demon inside so that you know when to take it out and how to tame it. In school, you gotta know how to be the bad teacher. Even if you don't want to inside, you gotta know how to be the bad one so you can control it and take it out whenever it's needed. Learn when it's needed versus when it's not. And the other way around, if you're somebody who 
is bad and needs to change and be good. Try out for a difference. And that is it.